This is the Sunday sermon series for the first Sunday of Lent 2023 in the traditional Latin Mass calendar. The lesson is taken from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 6. Brethren, we entreat you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense to anyone that our ministry may not be blamed. On the contrary, let us conduct ourselves in all circumstances as God's ministers, in much patience, in tribulations, in hardships, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleepless nights, in fastings, in innocence, in knowledge, in long-sufferings, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in unaffected love, in the word of truth, in the power of God, with the armor of justice on the right hand and on the left, in honor and dishonor, in evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet truthful, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastised but not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet enriching many, as having nothing yet possessing all things. A continuation of the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 4. At that time Jesus was led into the desert by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. And after forty days and forty nights he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Not by bread alone does man live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He has given his angels charge concerning you, and upon their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written further, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said to him, All these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. Two short announcements for you. One is if you are listening to this on Y-O-U-T-U-B-E, please consider also subscribing on R-U-M-B-L-E due to recent strikes due to content. Also, on March 10th, I have a trial for my work with Red Rose Rescue in New Jersey. Red Rose Rescue is when we go into A-B-O-R-T-I-O-N centers and prayerfully hand out roses asking women to let their babies live. This was an arrest I was involved in about three years ago, but because of the lockdowns, they kind of kicked the can down the road as far as my trial. Thought they forgot about it, but the New Jersey justice system did not. So I have a trial uh, on March 10th. If you don't hear from me on these sermons for a month, it's because I'm in jail. You can pray for me if that's the case. But most of the time we get off since none of our work, at least my work, does not include blocking entrances, just misdemeanors on trespassing as we again peacefully try to have women inside of these centers say yes to the continued life in their wombs. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm just going to read a great sermon, a really amazing sermon I found from St. Ambrose, that 4th century Bishop of Milan, Italy. I'm just going to read you a sermon he gave for the first Sunday of Lent. Now, before I read this, I just want to point out two things. I think most of you already have your resolutions down, so don't be thrown off too hard by these two facts that you're going to read or hear in this sermon that I read you from him. But one, do realize that in the West, married couples lived as brother and sister during Lent. Um, Some people today think that's too hard with everything going on in the world, and, and that might be the case. So I'm not admonishing anybody to do that, but just realize that whereas certain Eastern churches do that still today, as you hear St. Ambrose, again, Bishop of Milan, which is obviously a Western diocese and a Western saint, do realize that the Western churches did that too, and it was understood you took one non-meat meal every day of Lent. Basically, every day of Lent was almost like our current Ash Wednesday for Catholics from about 33 AD until sometime in the 20th century. And you will hear a little bit of that in the sermon from St. Ambrose. Again, I do realize that we are facing stressors they were not facing in the 4th century, so I'm not telling everybody they have to do this, but at least look through the historical eyes to see uh, the grace and the strength that Catholics in the past have had. A sermon titled, The Acceptable Time, by St. Ambrose, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. Behold, dearly beloved, the sacred days are drawing near, the acceptable time of which it is written, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so you must be more earnest in prayer and in almsgiving, in fasting and in watching. He that till now has given alms in these days, let him give more. For as water quencheth a flaming fire, so does almsgiving wipe out sin. He that till now fasted and prayed, let him fast and pray still more. For there are certain sins which are not cast out except by prayer and fasting. Should anyone cherish anger towards another, let him forgive from his heart. Should anyone take unjustly what belongs to another, let him restore it, and if not fourfold, at least that which he has taken, if he desires God to be merciful to himself. And though a Christian should abstain at all times from cursings and revilings, from oaths, from excessive laughter, and from idle words, he must do this especially in these holy days which are set apart, so that during these forty days he may, by penance, wipe out the sins of the whole year. Let yourself believe and believe firmly that, if in these days you have made a thorough confession of your sins and done penance, as we have told you, you shall receive from our most merciful Lord the pardon of all your offenses, as did the Ninevites, who earned deliverance from their afflictions by doing penance in sackcloth and ashes. So you also, following their example, if you cry out with all your heart to the Lord, You will invoke his mercy on you, so that, serene and joyful, you will celebrate the day of the Lord's resurrection. And thus blessed, you will after this life cross over to your heavenly home by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest world without end. Amen. Behold, now is the appointed time in which you must confess your sins to God and to the priest, and by prayer and by fasting, by tears and by almsgiving, wipe them away. Why should a sinner be ashamed to make known his sins since they are already known and manifest to God and to his angels and even to the blessed in heaven? 
Confession delivers the soul from death. Confession opens the door to heaven. Confession brings us hope of salvation. Because of this, the scripture says, First tell thy iniquities that you may be justified. Here we are shown that the man will not be saved who during his life does not confess his sins. Neither will that confession deliver you which is made without true repentance. For true repentance is grief of heart and sorrow of soul because of the evils a man has committed. True repentance causes us to grieve over our offenses and to grieve over them with the firm intention of never committing them again. And even if every day a man lives may rightly be a day of repentance, yet it is in these days more becoming, more appropriate to confess our sins, to fast, and to give alms to the poor. Since in these days you may wash clean the sins of the whole year. Therefore I counsel all of you, and I exhort each one of you singly, to repair whatever you know within your soul is blameworthy. Whosoever among you discerns within himself what is unworthy in a Christian, let him correct it. And where he has given less than his due, as where he has not faithfully paid his tithes, what does it mean to give tithes faithfully, but that no man should offer to God either of his grain, or of his wine, or of the fruit of his trees, or of his sheep, or from his herds, or from his business, or even from the chase, what is defective or stunted? For of all substance the Lord bestows on a man a tenth part he reserves to himself. So it is not lawful to keep what the Lord has reserved to himself. To thee he has given nine parts, for himself he reserveth a tenth. And if you do not give God his tenth part, God will take your nine parts from you. Since these days will come, I dare not refrain from speaking to you of the danger of the great danger that hangs over this multitude of people. Yet if you do these works, he will say to you, Come, ye blessed of my Father. And what kind of Christian is it who will not fast at least until 3 p.m. during this season? Recall how the Ninevites required even of children at the breast that they too should fast, and their flocks and herds likewise, that all might be delivered from the danger that threatened them. What kind of Christian is he who, though well and able, refuses to fast with Moses, with Elias, and with the Lord? They will say, We cannot both work and fast. They cannot because they will not. Then let them work less that they may fast more. I warn you and I exhort you in the Lord that none among you except a sick person or a child, eat or drink before the hour of three except on Sundays. I counsel you also that he who is near the church and can come should hear Mass every day, and that he who can should come each evening to the recitation of Matins. Let those who live far from the church try to come to Matins each Sunday, that is, men and women, the young and old, and all except the sick, but let one or two remain at home to safeguard the house." Let husband and wife live singly till the octave of the pasch. Let him who has hate in his heart or anger against another put it wholly from him if he wishes to be saved. And every Sunday all Christians should offer Mass and communicate, excepting those whom the priest is advised not to communicate. I counsel you that during Lent you should offer and communicate every day, or as I said, at least every Sunday. And therefore, let you lead a pure and holy life, so that you may be worthy to approach to Holy Communion. And you must understand that whatever it is you deny yourself through fasting must be given entirely to the poor, not kept back for yourselves. May Almighty God grant that you keep before you what I have told you, and that you fulfill it indeed, so that at the end of this life, at the close of your labors, you may enter into eternal rest. May he grant you this who created you and sought you at the price of his own blood to redeem you, who livest and reignest world without end. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.